Hey, good morning, friends. Our message today is on the 4th of July, and uh, the title is What America Needs Today. We cannot celebrate our Independence Day the way we used to with our choirs and remember God and country and uh, the little ones and then the youth choir and the adult choir and then uh, we get ready to go on the 4th of July to the picnic. Uh, we will not be able to do this this year, but Lord willing, we will do it next year. And uh, America, it's so dear to my heart. I still think that the United States of America is the greatest nation in the world. And thanks to Almighty God, we have been preserved for many years, leading the world in every area. We have grown in numbers, wealth, education, and power. This is the land that God has uniquely blessed. This is the land of freedom, liberty, and rich heritage. We are the richest nation on the face of this earth. America has a surplus of necessities of life, and we still are exporting goods to the four corners of the world. This is still the land of opportunity, and people from every nation are coming to America to embrace our way of living. Truly, we are a blessed nation, and we are proud to be Americans. May the Lord continue to bless our country. I want to uh, bring to your attention three different titles today. The first thing is, a change is taking place. The way we grew and know our America is changing. And every day that passes, we see us as a nation embracing a new way of life that we use to abhor. The pandemic virus paralyzes us and the rest of the world, with the rest of the world, I believe. Every human soul has been affected by it, and we do not know what the future holds. Just looking around, we see evil that is ravaging the world is at our door. It's amongst us, actually. Our society is in danger. I think you agree with me. The threat of losing our loyalty and pure love for this country is slowly slipping away. Look around you. You see hatred sweeping our nation. Hatred against God and our fellow human beings. Atheism, materialism, alcoholism, and drugs are enemies of America, and they have taken roots amongst us. Many factions are working against the security of our land. 
and a vast number is against the moral code instituted by God, pushing for a free society, calling the Bible a book of history, and mocking at God Almighty by denying His sovereignty and eternal existence. They are calling to conform our society to the spirit of this age. Just look at the recent events, and you come to that conclusion. Almost every day, we wake up to some evil introduced to our society. Now, do you see the change? A change is taking place. This wicked world has a mold of deceit and immorality, ungodliness, rebellion, and violence that draws our younger generations to embrace. And many do not see any harm and do not even care. Our families are in peril. Our society is in danger. The threat is real, and as true Christian citizens, we are vexed and challenged and raise the question ourselves, what are we to do in the face of this evil tide? We see the words of the Apostle Paul in Second Timothy, chapter 3, 3 and 4. We see these words being fulfilled amongst us today. It says, people will be unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Isn't this a description of this age? Is the Bible always current? And then we come to the next thing. Then what are we to do? The second point we need to live Christianity. It's not by name. It's living our Christian life. And as Christians, in a Christian country, we have the liberty, the privilege, and the responsibility to live as true citizens and Christian patriots as never before. We need to live and display a true Christian life. And too many people loving our God and loving our country is old-fashioned and out of date. And those who do not love this country ignore what is right and they emphasize what is wrong. And I agree much is wrong with America, especially today. We're not a perfect nation. It is made uh, up of people, and people are not perfect. The reason the world knows how much about our imperfections is that we have a free press that publicizes our faults and our sins. Nevertheless, that should not stand in the way we must live. 
we are called and empowered to stand against this world. America was built on work, sacrifice, discipline, patriotic devotion, love of justice and freedom, honesty, respect for the rights of others, and above all, the Word of God, the Bible. These were the first and basic principles in the foundation of our nation. We have a challenge and a mission, and that is to live as true Christians according to the Bible and to show the world who Jesus is. Ronald Reagan once wrote of the many influences that have shaped the United States into a distinctive nation and people. None may be said to be more fundamental and enduring than the Bible. Ulysses S. Grant wrote, Hold fast to the Bible as a sheet anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts on your hearts and practice them in your lives. We are proud to have a Christian country. And many of the founders of our country were Christians and they lived it and some died for it. They were never ashamed of their faith in Jesus Christ. There are many wonderful Christians in our land today, but we are far from living up to the title of a Christian nation. We have been blessed with Christian principles. In fact, this nation was founded on God's principles, and our noble founders exercised their Christianity and were proud of it. We are called to stand firm on this foundation, supporting and defending these principles regarding, regardless of the cost. Otherwise, we will sink. Abraham Lincoln said, if we do not make a common cause to save the good old ship of the Union on this voyage, nobody, nobody will have a chance to pilot her on another voyage. As a nation under God, we have gone astray, and we need to return to our roots. We need to live a true Christian life. We have changed. God did not. We as a nation left him. He did not. We need to come back, and let's go back. Listen to what the Bible says in Malachi. For I, the Lord, do not change. Return to me. I will return to you. Friends, we need to live Christianity. And are we ready to return to him? as a nation. My third point, we need to pray for our country and we need to repent. I came across a prayer. I don't know who wrote it, but he says a prayer for my country. I want you to hear it. Dear God, I know this land isn't my final home. I know I'll spend forever in heaven with you. And that's my greatest hope and closest comfort. 
But Father, I love this country you've placed me in. I love the expanse of it. I love the diversity of it. And mostly I love the freedom you've given us in it. I know that one day I'll dwell in a land flowing with milk and honey, where I'll roam golden streets with dry eyes and perfect peace. In the meantime, though, I'm so grateful to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, where I'm free to speak your name and enjoy your blessings. Beautiful, isn't it? Now, I said we need to pray and we need to repent. You know, prayers begin at home. As Christian families, we need to gather our children around the Bible instead of the TV. Our family life is not what it used to be. We have abandoned the basic elements that keep the family together. We have exchanged Bible reading, family devotions, and prayers with TV programs, sitcoms, Hollywood propaganda, and sports events. We must rebuild the altars and ask God to forgive us our coldness and neglect the most important element of our lives, family prayers. And we have the chance when we are locked in nowadays to gather the family every day, every morning, every night, and lift up our hearts to God for our country and our family. We have missed so many blessings as a nation and turned our back toward the one who blessed us by forbidding him to be a part of our institutions and forgot his grace upon us for so many years. We have chased him out of our schools and prayers are outlawed completely. We need to pray for churches to preach the gospel and Jesus Christ as the only Savior. We need praying churches in lieu of social gathering places. We need spirit-filled church members who are not intimidated but bold like the apostles of old. We forgot that many of our past presidents were praying men of God and made prayers their practice and part of their daily responsibilities. We even denied the power of prayer that gave us victories over our enemies and brought thousands of our fighting servicemen back home to their families and their friends. Yes, as a nation, we need to go down on our knees and pray and repent and ask God to forgive us for denying His sovereignty that brought us to this awful situation we are in. 
Do you see any out from this plague that hit us? Do you see any of those who are in authority telling us it will end next month or next week? I don't see it myself. I am by nature optimistic, but it doesn't look good so far. Let us pray for God to intervene and change the situation so we can go back to our worship and go back to our church and have the fellowship that we are used to have. Paul, in writing to Timothy, issued a call to prayer. And he says in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 3, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are are in authority, in order that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. At this crossroad in history, when our nation is struggling, it behooves us to listen to the voice of God. When he spoke to Israel through Solomon, if my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You'll find it in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Let us remember then that God had a special purpose in bringing our nation into being. Like Israel of old, we too have escaped tyranny and crossed stormy seas and trackless wilderness. We have been through all this. God truly given us a promised land, this land of ours, this precious country that's flowing with milk and honey. And thus it gives us an awesome stewardship. We must not, I repeat, we must not fall into the trap the same trap of rejecting God that caused the downfall of the nation of Israel. May all Christian citizens of this great nation keep in prayer for mercy to direct direct the hearts of those who are in authority to seek God in every decision they make so we may spend what is left of our sojourning in peace until he comes. I hope these three points 
bring the reality to our own hearts. And we realize truly that a change is taking place. And what should we do? We need to live Christianity. And my third point, we need to pray. We need to be on our knees for our country and our families. May the Lord bless his word and may God bless America and have a happy fourth. Amen.